It's You're listening to Wow Ergonomics with Stephen Howe and Graham Cove, sponsored by Backer Elkhuizen. Thank you. You can get off now. Come on, stop that. Stop the bed. Afternoon, everybody. We're back on the perfect time of the week, Wednesday yeah. at midday. Actually, feels like we're home. It's coming home. It's coming. Wow, is coming home. We should have that. This is our it? sort of um, spiritual home, isn't it? Really, twelve o'clock on a Wednesday. Yeah, it's it's the time it should be. It's the mm. it's the time and the place that it really should be. Twelve o'clock on a Wednesday. Oh, what's that? Oh, that's me turning up the volume on the new speaker. Sorry. On the new speaker. Let's start with the new speaker. You have a new toy. I do. I was yeah. I was passed this by our uh, our friends at Poly, who are the the headset and speaker manufacturer, mm. and I hadn't had a chance to use it. And then I recorded a podcast with friend of the show Jodie Greer last week and tried it for the first time. And I thought, Hi Jodie. Hi Jodie. And I thought I'm going to go headphoneless. So here is my. Oh, New new speaker from Polly that I'm trying out today. So uh, it's very clear you were saying, and it's um, the, 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 the the sound from yourself is very clear, and I think it's coming across with me over to you quite clear as well. So it should be uh, it should be here to stay. I think if you if you're watching this throughout the day, or if you even if you're watching this on uh, repeat, you know, or, or you're listening to it on Spotify as it goes through, um, do give us some feedback. What what do you think of Stephen's sound? Do you, do you like it? Is it is it working? Is it is is it clearer than normal? You know, has it managed to turn his brummy accent into something audible? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's good, but not that good. <laughs> Imagine that. Imagine if you could have a speaker that you, you you speak just as you normally do, but it actually completely changes your voice. So de brummy me, as it were. Well, I mean, the thing that would be really great is if it could take. Uh, out all of the little, you know, mm, uh, ooh, uh, mm, things, you know, so it makes you sound absolutely perfect. That would be like brilliant, wouldn't it? Like me. Yeah. Oh, I say, uh, and, um, and all sorts of things. I, I don't care about any of that sort of stuff. But imagine, imagine that. Or if you're going for like a really posh interview, it's just, you know, all of a sudden, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, that sounds a bit creepy. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. But <laughs> of course, what we don't want, Graham, is we don't want any feedback on the feedback if it such exists. We're hoping yeah. for no feed. We're hoping for feedback on no feedback. Feedback on no feedback. That, that would be good. Hmm. In years to come, and I'm sure we will see this with technology, I expect we will actually see um, people getting it right so that you have people talking in one language and it coming out the other end in another language straight away yeah that would be brilliant uh, imagine that and do you know what that will get rid of that annoying thing that happens sometimes when you work for a company i can't think of anyone that perhaps works for a company where they're based in another country 
uh like holland or somewhere like that but anyway you know you know when you work for some if someone does just say you know theoretically someone works for a company where they're based in another country and you're on a uh, on a sales call or, or something you know team meeting call and everyone's speaking english and then all of a sudden they go you'd be able to understand them then you'd be able to understand it you'd be able to say that stupid bloke you know what <laughs> <laughs> I I'm not sure about his figures for this one for you. No, no, no. Oh, anyways, <laughs> I'm sure it always used to uh, talking about that. It did used to to annoy me slightly. I I, I went a few times to to Holland, mm. and um, there were some people that that were there that were so great at flipping between languages. But it was a little bit frustrating because, we, you know, we'd go out to the pub for the evening or whatever, and they'd be sitting talking to you and they'd be talking away in English. And then the person sitting next to them is, is Dutch. And, and, and in mid-conversation, they just go and, and say something in a, bit of, in a bit of Dutch. And you're like, what's he saying? Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Especially when they laugh afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's like, right. Um, was that about me? Was that about me? Am I the butt of a joke? Paranoia sets in, but imagine yeah. with that as with that kind of technology, that wouldn't happen anymore. Everything that someone says would be instantly translated, and you'd be there. Would people bother? Say, sorry, go on. Go on. I was going to say, would people bother to learn languages then? Well, if that possibly not. But then, I mean, it's interesting when I do go to the Netherlands, my Dutch and German, Belgian, French colleagues all speak pretty damn good English and actually yeah. it is the English with a small e is the sort of the, the 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 company language so a couple of times colleagues have sort of carried on in Dutch or German and someone's pulled them up and said not just for my benefit but just said well hang on back into company language as it were right yeah well that, that makes sense do you ever find it do you try and speak any Dutch whilst you're out there um and pity poor, you know, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> French, I, was, I was quite good at French and German at school. So I do yeah. sort of a little bit come back if I'm speaking to French or, or German colleagues, but it, it's, ne it's never a language I've ever really got in, involved in. I think, again, because of the fact that the the attitude and the company sort of ethos is it's an, is it's an English-speaking commercial language across all the countries that there's never really any need although that's quite a poor excuse isn't it really not to to learn the, the mother tongue as it were it is it is i mean I, I've, i have to say i'm particularly bad at other languages i was really good at school up until the age of sort of 11 right. and i think that's only because i fancied the the french teacher then <laughs> you know and then and then actually the french teacher changed um okay. And I lost interest. Yeah, uh, but, no, but, but also, yeah, but also it's to do with the way things are taught as well, isn't it? Because for, for a long time, um, the way that we were learning French was really quite, in, it was being made interesting. We were, you know, uh, being asked to sort of speak it and, and put, put ourselves in situations. And then when I moved to the upper school, we just used to sit there in booths. You, you may remember this. Sit there right. in booths with like those bl big black headphones on, reciting the most ludicrous of uh, phrases like, 
the black cat doesn't want to cross the road. Well, who cares whether the black cat doesn't want to cross? <laughs> you know, so, well, well, you just you just you know find yourself dying a slow death and thinking, well, what relevance has this got to anything? I'm sure they that, actually teach languages better these days. There was that book, and I think it was taught across a lot of schools. It was all about a family, wasn't it? That you all learned from that, and it typically it, it doesn't spring to mind, and I'll find it out later. But there was a book where it was all about a certain family, so everything you learned revolved around what this family did. <sighs> Madame right. Madame Boring and her husband, even more boring. Evan Evan more boring. Yeah, yeah, um, that was it. No, it's dreadful, absolutely dreadful. I mean, it's it, but the thing is that you know, like all things, if if things are taught well, yeah, then you get interested in them. And, and you know, we we maybe we do have to blame slightly uh, the, the way thing languages have been taught in the past in this country as to why you know very few of us actually speak languages. My kids now seem better at languages. Hmm um than than my generation and they, they... To choice graham maybe i mean I, I, if you look geographically where we are and you know obviously friend france is is next door huge amount of people sort of holiday in france i get france german obviously is the biggest sort of country in europe and, and i know some schools do spanish but you don't you know other languages that might have interest to people portuguese italian I'm almost thinking, is it the fact that we're quite narrow in the range of languages that we offer to people and therefore maybe if there were something a little bit different, it might draw draw people in and draw more interest in. It just seems a little bit it's French or it's German or it's possibly Spanish and that's and that's your lot. I think that's that's very, very wise. I also think that you're right. I mean, for example, here we've got a large Portuguese community here. It would make a lot of sense. It would make a lot of sense to learn Portuguese, wouldn't it, in a way? Because then you'd be able to converse with Portuguese friends in the playground as you were growing up. And actually that would help you practice, wouldn't it? So, yeah. And then you'd think, actually, if you then learned Portuguese in a way and you were able to practice it because you've got that community around you, you probably then navigate into other languages that were similar mm. that, that 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 makes sense so may, maybe it's more about doing different things in different schools but also i've just thought about it the other reason that we don't get it right when we're teaching it is that we don't center it around food <laughs> yeah that does tend to get people interested doesn't it why don't think about it there's a there's a supermarket that you and i both know about who right. regularly promotes on a month-by-month -month basis a different region or a different country of the world's food yeah that's their that's their big offering isn't it this week we're doing portuguese food next month we're doing greek food then we're doing you know bulgarian food or whatever why don't they sponsor in school the yeah. learning of languages and why don't they bring food into the school and then you know kids start by learning by learning the language of food yeah yeah because i'll tell you what people learn with their belly that that would certainly change it for me i want one if you want one of those you've got to be able to talk to ask for it in that language in the native language yeah okay that see that would get people interested then wouldn't it wouldn't it get that wouldn't it get people interested mm -hmm. yeah Today, children, you're going to run a cafe 
and it's going to and you're going to sell food from the belgium area but you've got to do everything in belgium you know so it would be brilliant you know and then you get to stuff your face and you'd feel really good about it there you go i've, I've solved that one you have Tick. Right to the, whoever the education secretary is, write to them and tell them we've sorted out their their um their issue with people obtaking languages. Well, I think I think the education secretary um is uh, actually on LinkedIn, so I might actually tag him in later. Watch this episode. So if you haven't watched it already, I've actually sorted that. You know, we're going to get better at languages in this country, and that's going to help our GDPR in future as well because. We're obviously going to improve our communications with different parts of Europe, which obviously we're going to struggle. We've struggled with since Brexit, um, so that actually our trading will go up, uh, and and we will make more money, and then you'll have more tax money, which is brilliant. Sorted. It's just kind of sorted all the way around. Um, hopefully, uh, we will get to play the game today. I have made a game. Okay. Um, I've really struggled to get a guest today. Really oh, struggled. Okay. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, like everybody, I tell you what it is. It's that bank holiday. Yeah. Absolute nightmare. Why do people keep putting bank holidays in the thing? That's another thing I wanted to talk about is bank holidays. Oh, I'm glad you brought that one up because that's and bank holidays. And then also from a school's perspective, having yeah. local elections in the bank holiday week, the week before SATs has caused carnage round by us because we've got so my youngest son monday off for bank holiday yeah tuesday off for teacher training thursday off for school close for voting so only in two days this week ahead of crazy two days we just had two weeks off in for a week i just have a two-day week in for a week out for a out for a month no it's 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 madness i mean there's quite a lot of votes i noticed on linkedin about Mm. um you know should the should the extra bank holiday that we're getting this year should that be continued should we have that on a regular basis um what what's your opinion uh well sort of tied into it i find the bank holiday monday at the start of may a little bit pointless to a point where you've just had easter so to me the easter holidays and that may bank holiday are, are too close together i would like they've done no sorry they've added sorry they've added an extra one if you don't add an extra one maybe it doesn't make economic sense and i haven't seen the numbers i personally would bump the may one at the start to the one at the end and have that double bank holiday in end of may start of june so you can you know during the school holidays makes it a three-day week and a four-day weekend but yeah i i don't know the numbers as to whether i mean does the economy lose money or grow money grow with bank with with bank holidays it would it be positive well the argument the argument is for for the additional bank holiday is that it's going to help the hospitality trade that's the argument for it so it will help the hospitality trade by the fact that nobody else is working. But it obviously does mean for those people that work in the hospitality that they've still going to work then. And they're yeah. still going to then have to find an additional day off somewhere else for their staff. Yeah. It's not it's not just a case of, well, 
All right, Barry, you're working that bank holiday now, obviously, because, um, you know, everybody else is going to be off and we're going to be rammed here in the restaurant. Um, but, you know, oh, yeah, holiday for the rest of you. Nah, sorry about that. I mean, you know, those people are going to have to take holiday off. So someone's going to suffer somewhere. I'd, I'd, I'd be getting the bank holidays nearer better weather. I understand the Easter one. Yes. I understand the Good Friday, Easter Monday. Interestingly, I can't remember which way around it is. I think in the Netherlands, they only get, do they get Good Friday, not Easter Monday? They only have one public holiday. Hey, Chris. But I'd be trying to get the bank holidays nearer the better weather because you're talking about the hospitality trade. You know, the start of May and the end of May, that can be quite a difference in the, in the, in the weather, can't it? So I would be pushing more bank holidays towards the summertime and moving where possible away from sort of the, the springtime, I think, because I think that would really add some benefit, wouldn't it, really? And it's it's difficult because, of course, I understand where the hospitality trade are coming from, but equally in this country, we can have horrific weather in May as well as in August, can't we? So it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to generate extra business if it's throwing it down you know, all those outdoor events that people have put on then sort of get washed out, don't they? So I can see both sides of it. But my thought would be more bank holidays in the time of, of better weather. Absolutely. Yes. Um, hello, Chris. How are you, sir? What a great post Chris did today in terms of ergonomics, showing off all different kit from all over the the, the place, um, showing that you can, you can build together a, a, a you know, a workstation out of the plethora of free stuff that you get sent. Brilliant. Well done, Chris. If Chris is around, we haven't got a guess. I, I have. I have actually. I've sent Chris. Um, I've sent Chris the link just in case. Great. Uh, he he wants to come on and do that. Uh, so you know, if he suddenly appears, you know that Chris Barlow has clicked his link, as it were. So, so what do you, was a bank holidays? That you, you asked me what I thought, Graham. What what are your thoughts on it? My thoughts on bank holidays are I, I I just I just think you know we're we're slowly but surely becoming a well hit no here's the interesting one I did a I did a poll on it you, you'd be surprised to hear that that I did a, no, a poll really on it yeah but I wanted to know who was working on the bank holiday and the majority of people were working on the bank holiday um, okay and and I just I think there is a there is a big there's kind of a big issue um, with people's health and well-being. Let's take this back to that that element of this, which mm. is that I, I you, we have all of these extra holidays, but what it seems to me is that people are not able to actually switch off from work. Yeah, yeah, and and that is a major major problem. We just don't, as a as a society now, um, even though we've got, you know, we put in the additional holiday here and the additional holiday there, you know, you still get people going, yeah, yeah well, you, you'll get a group of people that go, no, totally, I'm on holiday, it's a holiday, that's it. But then you'll get a whole load of people that are like, well, I'm going to do some work, you know. And by some work, they mean I'm going to do four or five hours work yeah. today, in which case you're working. All right. Yeah. And it, to, to me, it just it leads on to another whole conversation about uh, work life balance, really. Yeah. And I'm, I'm becoming more and more interested in this work life balance thing, and especially across 
social media and social media platforms because i think there's a i think there's a narrative that's out there that's actually really quite dangerous mm. which is that you know on the one hand people are saying you know it's really important you look after yourselves it's really important that you look after your mental health it's really important that you look after yourself physically etc but on the other hand they're talking all the time about the hustle they're talking all of the time about you know you, you've got you've got to show up you've got to do this you've got to do that and and in the same breath that they're saying you know look after yourself and and all of that they're actually also saying you know be switched on 24 hours a day you know eight days a week it's almost and, are you feel are you thinking it's some people are just paying lip service to this whole this whole health and well-being thing graham and just sort of giving it using it almost as buzzword almost maybe not fully buying into it but feeling they have to be seen to be buying into it yeah absolutely I, I or i think actually if you read between the lines in terms of people's narratives they're, they're lying right because yeah. yeah on the on the one hand they're saying you know you, you you know these things are important on the other hand they're they're saying you know no you've got to, you've got to be doing this yeah. yeah you can't you can't do both no absolutely cannot do both you know um and i am i'm becoming more and more interested in this whole area of work-life balance or work-life integration or whatever and i i just um i've pondered it a lot shall i say over the last uh, last year or so and I, you know and initially i was like yeah because i i've always been a bit of a workaholic i'll be honest with you uh, and I've all, I was always like, okay, actually, maybe this work-life integration thing's the right way to go, and that actually it's more about. And I saw that on my post the other day. Oh, but if I'm doing things that I like, right? Like for work, if work stuff that I like, then it's not work. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, I get you. I get you, but there is a reason why it's called work. Yeah. yeah and 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 i've come to the conclusion that actually the bit in the, the whole equation that's really wrong and i had this discussion during the week with someone is it's far too too much of the conversation is far too egocentric okay that's the bit that's wrong and the reason i say that that's where it's wrong is that a, a, a lot too much of the conversation is actually around you need to look after yourself first, right? Now I might I might get shot down in flames here for saying this. Okay. Right. <laughs> but the but the reason I think it's wrong is when people say you've got to look after yourself first, and therefore, you know, it doesn't matter if if you're enjoying what you do at work or whatever. It doesn't matter, you know, you if if you, because that's not work anymore, and you can integrate it and whatever is that that works that would have worked for me when i was 20. yeah right and i was on my own single could do what the hell i like etc etc that does not personally i do not then see how that then translates to when you have a family yeah and that was the thing I was going to say to you. I'd be intrigued to know of those people who said that on your poll were going to be working on bank holiday. I wonder how many of those people have kids, lots, or a pot. Because I, I 
and maybe I see it from my angle, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even contemplate with it. You know, and that's my personal role. There's no, re, there's no, if, if UK businesses are not open and the partners and resellers that we work with are not open, there is absolutely no need for me to be working. Therefore, I wouldn't even consider working on a bank holiday. It's, it's unnecessary in my eyes for my role. But even if I did, I'd be querying what would my wife and my kids be saying, going, why are Joe Blogs and whatever, why are they going out doing stuff with their family? And we're not because you're working on a day you would. And I'm not sure I can marry that up. I'd, I'd struggle personally to justify that. And on top of that, Graham, not only from family's perspective, but I wonder what organisations, I wonder what HR departments would think about their employees working from a health and well-being angle after everything we've all gone through. I wonder what the health and the HR department would make of their employees working on a bank holiday. Well, the I'd trouble, like the majority yeah. wouldn't be very happy about it. Well, I don't know. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty certain a lot of companies are like, you know, they love this switch-on culture. And I think mm. they love the fact that people are working all the hours that God sends and are always on. And, and I think that's, that is part of the problem. I think yeah. you, to make a difference as a company in terms of culture, you really do need to make sure that you're, you're from the top down, you are singing that song about, no, in, you need to, you need to have time to rest. You need to have time for your family. You need to have time to take care of, not just yourself and this is where i'm getting to it not just yourself but those that are supporting you yes. right because if you don't support that structure around you then ultimately you fall down mm. and I, I i that's that's the problem with the rhetoric yeah. that's the problem with the rhetoric is that that rhetoric is and and i've seen a lot of that that rhetoric happening recently on social media platforms where people are saying actually first and foremost you need to and i understand it but i think it's wrong that the people are saying first and foremost you need to need to look after you right and it's not your your it's not your 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 value and your worth and everything else isn't about your your uh work or about your family it's about you mm. but is it because i i'm just not sure that people's happiness is really contained within just them yeah. i think what i think once you're part of a once you're part of a family unit actually if they are unhappy you will be unhappy yeah i, I just you know i don't i don't, I don't interesting Interesting. That might spark a debate. Maybe you're watching this now and you're thinking, no, no, you're totally wrong. Um, by all means, put, you know, let us know throughout the day. Put your comments in. Tell us, tell us why I'm wrong. But I do think uh, there's there's too much of that. Graham, just just going around the sort of the tone of LinkedIn, as it were, because we saw we've seen this big thing for the last two years because of you know COVID and restrictions and all that this whole shift towards people looking after themselves and a lot of, uh, you know, like you're saying, the general sort of positive consensus around health and health and well-being, et cetera, et cetera. I hadn't seen a lot of that whole 
be switched on 24 7 piece i felt that as if it had sort of disappeared as a rhetoric from what was coming out you're you're closer than i am to it do you feel as if you're starting it's starting to creep its way back in yeah that it's whole, definitely. and do yeah. you think that does it feel like it's just been in the last couple of months is, yeah. is, is there almost a point not i'm not saying a day but is there a point in time that you think that started to appear to reappear since yeah since freedom day mm. yeah which is yeah. what i was sort of getting at because that that's yeah. what i thought you were going to say yeah yeah undoubtedly i i'm i am pretty certain that since since we've started moving about more since we you know people are yeah you know free to uh do whatever they want whenever they choose other primal scream songs are available then i think that <laughs> i, I was thought it was yeah <laughs> should, should shake it at the same time i'm free so but um yeah I, I i honestly think that since kind of uh lockdowns ended yeah and we started to move towards that i think i think inherently as as a uh, as a as a race again you know we had a we had a moment there where we became a little bit less selfish for a minute mm. And we started to look at each other um, as a as community a bit more. And certainly, you know, you remember when lockdown first lockdown happened, etc. There seemed to be that great sense of uh, you know the, all everyone in this together. And for a minute, I thought that was actually really, really powerful. But as things go on, we're we're so good as at humans at forgetting. Yeah, that's one of one of the worst things that we're that about human nature is that we're so good at kind of forgetting. You know, you you almost wonder at what point will we just forget about that this pandemic and and that this this all happened. You know, I mean, yes, we know that it, from a from some aspects it will always be with us. But when when's it just going to become um, you know a, a a regular inoculation once a year and and it's just this is just in the tick box flu pile like everything else yeah yeah and we're and we really kind of forgot that this has happened and do you know what will happen another pandemic will happen and we'll think why didn't we learn anything you know you'll always have people who are it's all about like you say the workaholic approach it's all about the money it's all about climbing the corporate ladder you'll always have that that will always exist but like you say you did feel for 24-ish 2024-ish months as if whilst it was still there maybe those people had had a bit, of, a bit of a reality check but as you say you can just slowly start to see it creeping back in which i think is a real shame because you know i think it you know what one of the like like you were saying before, one of the positive things to come out of what we've gone through is that sort of community spirit, people pulling together, people sort of helping a bit more, offering the support a little bit more. And I don't think that will necessarily go, but it, it does make you look back and think how many people, and it goes back to a previous comment we made, how many people were just pumping out a rhetoric just to be seen to be doing it? Oh, everyone else is talking about this, so I need to do it. And as soon as it's sort of is deemed less relevant they've dropped it and back to the way they were previously yeah no absolutely chris by the way said that he was going to join us oh 
There he was. He was going to join. So, hello. Good afternoon, David. Our, our friend David, all the way from the Emirates, there yeah. with his with his fresh air, <laughs> going yes. going through the air. Have you seen David's post today? Very very clever. Actually, no. If, if people haven't seen uh, David's <laughs> post on LinkedIn, please go and check it out. Uh, that's David Allison. Um, go go and check him out on LinkedIn. He's got a post where he's got a picture of the Emirates airline. Okay. And then, and then next to it, hello, lovely. And then next to it, he's got a picture of one of his new Wingo Dazit things that that clean the air. You see, so one it one's the Emirates airline, and the other one's an right. airline in the Emirates. Oh, clever. That's clever. I've just lost you a talk and just gone on to see Chris's um, Chris's post that I hadn't seen before with all his. I'm just We've looking all... at it. Now. Well, yeah, all, all of that stuff. Right. I think we've got David here. Here, probably, if we give David an opportunity, he might actually manage to get his technology to work yeah. uh, and be able to play the game. Let's play the game. It might yes. just be it might just be you playing against yourself, but but you know, it's entertaining. All yeah. uh you know, all's good in another war. Chris, so, right. Chris will usually join in the games. Chris would. I mean, why he took a telephone call right in the middle of the show? Chris, how I dare mean, you? Honestly, I don't know. Share screen. I'm going to share screen now. I'm going to uh, open up the game and we'll see what we can do. Share. Here we go. Other, other singers are available. Of course. <laughs> okay. Um, so you should all be seeing that. So, David, this is how it works. Hopefully, this will work on your technology this week. You go to vvox.app in your mobile phone. Or tablet, or, or or whatever you've got available, and uh, and then you put in the ID one four five six one three two six nine. That number again one four five six one three two six nine. Bake. I've always wanted yeah. to say that. <laughs> have you, are you have you watched um, any of uh, Bake Off? Oh yeah, religiously. Yeah. The yeah, celebrity the, ones, the celebrity well. ones, absolutely yeah. brilliant, absolutely yeah. brilliant. Yeah, oh, really. there was someone on it. Uh, again, mine's gone blank. There was someone, and he or she were just appalling. They yeah. were absolutely didn't get any, all three were absolutely horrendous. I can't remember who it was. Again, it'll come back to me, but it, yeah, it was amazing. It's a fantastic show, especially with being for stand up to cancer as well. It's got a great, um, there's a great cause behind the celebrity version, isn't there, as well. Yeah, no, I think it's it, it's hilarious. I, I love the one where Matt Matt had to actually cook himself because <laughs> someone didn't turn, turn up. So yeah. uh, here we go. Let's open the today's poll. Hopefully, you can all see this on your screen. Um, according to Lego, how old do you have to be to play with a Lego minifigure? So that's according to Lego, how old do you have to be to play with a Lego minifigure? I think it's you. I'm going to yeah. As it's only me, I'm going to say, I don't think it, three, I think, is where they could start saying the parts are too small, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to go five. You're going to go five, yeah? Five. All right. Hold on, I've got to get back on that screen now. Here we go. Show the results. You're, it's just you playing against yourself oh, yes, at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, no, no, there's two people joined. Right, let's um, have the, yeah, come on. Um, Let's have the two votes. I think 
I think David might have got in. Marvellous. Let's wait for the second vote then. Can he still... You can still vote. If he's got in, he should be able to cast when his we, vote. When we do that other thing, which we might talk about in a minute... Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Well, oh, he's gone. Yeah. When we do that other thing, we'll have to promote this so yes. that we try and get a bigger audience to, to come and play this another time. Yes. I'm sure people would love to take part. Yeah. Um, right. So the correct answer was... The correct answer is actually six. Oh, six? Okay. I, was quite, I was quite surprised by that. I think that it's actually quite old before you can play with a minifigure. But there you go. Yeah. I mean, I suppose before uh, before six, it's judged that you might uh, put it somewhere, you know, in an orifice, which, which isn't good. On the no. back of website, which of these topics is covered first on the product support page for the Evoluant 4? Okay, obviously something you should know there, Stephen. Which size fits my hand? Oh, we've got we've got another player again. I'm good. Okay, let's see if they're going to vote. Makes it so much more interesting when you've got yeah. two people. Come on, just just press the buttons. Do, 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 do. Two. Yes, you, we've got. Are you going into yes. the mash screen tune there? Yeah, I am. Yeah, yeah, you are. Right, I thought it was yeah. Okay, closing the poll. The actual answer is not passing Windows testing. That's the really? first, yeah, apparently that's the first thing people want to look for is not passing Windows testing. Wow. Okay, yeah, there you go. On the back of website, how many articles are there on office space design? <laughs> is it, is it, <laughs> oh, we've got three people now. Great. We're going up in numbers as we speak. Is it uh is it politically correct to use the term thick? Yep, got that one in there again. Yeah. Um is it 12, 25, 24, or 27? Oh, okay. We've had yep, we've got three votes. Close the poll. The correct answer is, believe it or not, you have 27 wow. articles there on office space design. Did you know that? Well, obviously not because I got it wrong. Right. There you go. Uh, so if you if you want to know a bit more about office space design, the back of website is a good place to start. According to the back of website, how many pillars are there to hybrid working? Oh, third person. So we've got three people playing. So let's see. Waiting for the third person to vote. There must be a bit of a lag, I think. That's what it is. I think there we go. Oh, so zero. Our old friend Jonathan again. Four, the three. Oh, probably. Yeah, probably. Close the poll. Here we go. Let's have a look. The correct answer is actually three. Hmm. Someone got that right. There, three pillars. On the back of website, how many drop-down categories are there under products? So, <laughs> so how many types of products are there categorized on the back of website? A stick with a pointy end. I left that in there as a bit of a funny one. Uh, 13, 14, 15, or 16. That might be Jonathan at the end. The stick. Well, oh, that could be David trying to yeah. trying to fail. The correct answer, believe it or not, is see if you uh, got this right, Stephen. 15. No, nobody got that right. 15 products. There you go. You're learning something, though. That's the thing. You're learning this. This is all going in. This is. Yeah, which of these is Graham's favorite TV show shows? 
show right now, that should say. Match of the day, Moon Knight, trying, Ben Fogel, New Lives in the Wild, or The Simpler Life. Yeah, which which one of those? And the correct answer is, I'm glad that people have gone for that. Yeah, the correct answer is The Simpler Life. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. What a marvellous show it is. Um, Which country won Eurovision last year? Was it England? (laughs) Ah, Someone's put England. Turkey, Norway, Italy or France? This shows you how how much attention people pay to the Eurovision Song Contest these days. The correct answer actually was Italy. Believe it or not, yeah. I mean, I put Norway in there because I thought everyone's going to put Norway. See? Which of these bands... Here's the final question today. Which of these bands should you go and hear? Sheep Dip, Pig Leg, Goat Girl or Cowboy? (laughs) One of these bands actually exists. I haven't voted. Hang on, so I need to. <laughs> the, the the other names are available, and I have their domain names. If you wanna, if you wanna, okay. yeah. Uh, and the correct answer to that one is Goat Girl. Brilliant band, actually. Really, really good band. A couple of albums out. If you haven't heard Goat Girl, go and listen to Goat Girl. Let's see who's won today. Oh, two leaders today. Two people came first. Let's see the full list. Let's see who was playing. Oh, Chris, Chris Batlow came third. Uh, <laughs> and, and and David, David, you're meant to lose. How did you do that? So? David, David did so well there. David, we'll have to see, see what we can sort you out with all the way over in the Emirates. Um, that, that will be something for shipping. That was a real um, low scoring day, wasn't it, really? Yeah, absolutely. Two out of eight. How can I win with two out of eight? Just it's it's fixed. It's fixed. It's, it's great. Just enjoy the victory. No, no out of eight. Fantastic. Well done, Chris. Oh, David, you've won. How do you how do you feel, David? I bet you feel ecstatic. I he wouldn't have won if I hadn't followed him on bloody um, Norway when I knew it was Italy and I got drawn into Norway. It's like, why did I do that? Did you? Did you know it yes. was Italy and you just yes. got drawn into the wrong answer? No. Someone, else, someone pinged it. I, I, I try not to be last to answer the question. And yeah. someone got there with Norway. In my head, when the question came up, it was Italy. And then I thought, someone's pretty confident. Bang. That's interesting, though, that the psychology of that is really quite interesting, yeah. isn't it? How people change their answers when mm-hmm. they see someone else answer. I've, yeah, yeah. I've, I've actually spoken about that on LinkedIn before now, because did right. you know, I don't know whether you know this. Why are you gutted? You won. Yeah. You won. It's, that's, that's tremendous. Such a, that is a tremendous thing. Um, yeah, you, I don't know whether you know, but if you do, if you answer a poll on LinkedIn, then you can actually change your answer once once you see what the answers are. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, England win morally. I, I look. No, nobody in Europe is going to let England win the Eurovision Song Contest forever. Um, until, when did we actually last win it? Uh, Katrina and the Waves. Nineteen. I think that was Katrina and the Waves with 95? Love no. Shine a Light or something like that. 
mid nineties. And and it's only because they thought Katrina and the waves were actually from Germany or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then they and everyone's go. Oh, I thought that was from. A, I thought she was from a different country. Uh, but yeah, it's no, no. Actually, Katrina did a fantastic job. Uh, it was a good. It was a good song. Good artist. But yeah, it, it always makes me sort of smile a bit when it gets really political. And I can't remember. Where, it's where you've got nineteen eighty five. No, it wasn't that long ago, was it? Was it really that long ago? We have to. We have to look that up. I, I like the political bit. I think is it where it's Greek, Greece, Turkey, and Cyprus because of obviously the big dispute over Cyprus, and there is some this like blatant political voting, isn't there? Really, as well as it being us, there are other sort of little micro battles where they're just we will not give you a point, even if it was an amazing song. We are giving you absolutely nothing. Yeah, everyone, everyone thinks that's that that's the clear winner. In fact, some some years it's like this is the clear, you know. Um, in sort of like pre-rounds and whatever, mm. everyone's voted that as the pre-winner, and it's like that country gives them zero. Bah. And you could think, do we almost need? I mean, like I'm not, I'm not really that bothered at all about it. But you almost need, you know, you've got like the masked singer and dancer. Should so they not know one knows the country they're from, and you, they, they come on, they perform the song, and they go, and you, and therefore there can be no political bias. Yeah, yeah. It does need that, but it would take away. It would actually take away from the shambles that it is. Mm. I mean, I, I think I think that's I think that's the problem. There is it would it kind of, you know, and and actually, you get all of those films at the beginning. I I I honestly believe that the only reason that the Eurovision Song Contest still exists is because of the money that each country puts in for those videos at the beginning, where it's yeah. like, it's almost like um, something from a TV ad, you know, oh, look at this country. Look at all the wonderful, here he is standing by this, uh, this wonderful statue in the middle of this, you know, oh, and now we've transported them to, to this wonderful place where they're now enjoying the sights and sounds of the rainforest. I mean, it's, it's just, <laughs> that's what it's about, isn't it? Uh, 1997. There you go. Thanks, David. 1997. It's also the. I also love the outcry from from British people. The following day, when we get like three points, and it's like, have you not learned anything from the last forty odd years that we are never ever, even if we even if we put Ed Sheeran or Oasis or in you know. Anyway, we're still never ever going to win it. It's not no point getting wound up by it. It's just not yeah. happening. Yeah, Coldplay could go with a full light show and everything, and we still lose. In fact, we could send all of them: Coldplay, Ed Sheeran, you two come on for a bit of support. We could even pull out the Rolling Stones. Maybe actually, if we pulled out the Rolling Stones, we might win. We might do. Yeah. Know. Or what no, about no. what about uh, Wet Leg with Chaise Long, which is the song we spoke about weeks ago that you just can't stop hearing now? Yeah, I I don't know. I think I think the only way we would win it, the only way we would win it is to reform the Beatles and get them. <laughs> Can you imagine if we still didn't win? <laughs> and that's what. But isn't that why a lot of people won't do it because of the fact that there is is their reputation would just be soiled forever if Chris Martin went up there and didn't win to some sort of part-time waiter from Turkey who walks off with the prize. <laughs> you know, he's that left, left <laughs> him with nothing. 
Oh, I can just imagine it. It'd be dreadful, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I don't. I, I, I can't imagine. I, I have actually interviewed someone that took part in the Eurovision Song Contest. Okay. If you listen to one of my, no, he didn't. He 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 was an entry for another country. Okay. Uh, because um, they were that they had some of uh, some reason why they could enter for another country so he entered mm. for another country but he but they didn't do very well okay. um he's 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 done okay in his career but uh that's a, that's a moment he prefers to forget all about yeah. but he said it was a great experience he said it was an absolute the whole thing is an absolute joke right you know, it, the whole thing is a farce it's all pretty much decided beforehand and everything else uh, uh. anyway okay. yeah yeah but but there you go. Back to the simpler life very quickly. And thanks to everyone that played in the end there. That was great. I'm I'm enjoy I, I'm glad we did it. I'm glad we did it because it was there were some great questions and you've learned some more about your website today. Um the simpler life, if people haven't seen it, okay, is, is a fascinating program. It's about right. did, did you ever see a program on um one of those other channels that you know shall remain nameless about the Amish? No, no, but no. I, I can imagine what the program was about. Okay, so that the simpler life is it draws on that. Actually, what it does is it brings a lot of different programs together. Okay, all right, and and therefore it's perfect format TV. So it's it's great reality TV. Do you remember like when Big Brother first started, and that was great, wasn't it? It was interesting because. Yeah. You'd never kind of seen that before. You'd never seen a load of people being put together in a house and see. And then it got boring after a while because, mm. you know, because people knew how to play the game. And yeah. yeah, it was it was much better when no one knew. So this is um, this is a social experiment. Right. That, but, so if you haven't seen it, it's uh, you can download it, series link it and whatever and watch the whole thing. But it's what it does is it takes a group of people. Cross across different um, parts of the country from different age groups, etc., different backgrounds. And it takes them all to a retreat right. where they're all going to work as a community, right? Following the, the principles of the Amish community without technology, without access to the outside world or anything like that for quite a long period. And they've got the, They've got to grow all of their own crops. They've got to become self-sufficient. They're going to have to physically work hard, etc. And uh, and it, yeah, it follows their progress. And as the weeks go on, various people just leave because they just can't cope with it anymore. So it's a bit like a game show. It's a reality. T it's a bit like your big brother. It's, you know, because you haven't, it's a social experiment. They want to see what effect it has on people to leave all of the trappings of, uh, of, of the world behind. At, at the moment, there's, there's a uh, one couple on there. Um, she's a social media, she's an Instagrammer, you know, that's, okay. that's her thing. She's completely left that behind. She doesn't even look like herself normally. Right. And, it's just so interesting to see how people are once the technology's gone, etc. Um, and they're monitoring people in terms of physical fitness, 
They're monitoring people in terms of their mental health. They're monitoring them in terms of other person personality traits like, uh, you know, um, their willingness to cooperate with other people. Their their you know how uh, obsessive they are with different things, whether whether or not they they crave power and stuff. And it's so interesting to see people change. Okay. Really, really interesting to see people change and, and to see people change for the better. You know, so many people are coming out of it fitter than than they were before, mentally stronger than they were before, you know. So it does make you think, doesn't it? You know, we've got all of this, these things around us which potentially help us live a better life these days. But are they actually helping us? Or are what they channels, what channels this on, Graham? Now that would be that would be the obvious thing for me to know, wouldn't it? Um <laughs> and can we just if we just switched it on tonight if it was on, would we get up to speed pretty quick or do we need to go back catalogue and watch it from the start? It would go and watch it from the start. Okay. It's on it's on uh it's on channel four. Yeah. So you can watch on whatever it is, channel four catch up. Yeah. Um yeah. Go, okay. go and watch it. Go and watch it. I, honestly, you absolutely love it. But I just, I just think it. That you know, going back to the whole health and well-being thing, mm. really does teach us that. You know, once you take these things away from people, um, you take people's phones away from them. You take the technology away from people. Even even things like, you know, they're not allowed to use farm machinery. You know, they've got to do everything by hand or, you know, if there, if there is a machine, there is a machine, for example, last night, they they produce a whole load of, I'm not spoiling it, they produce a whole load of hay, but they've got to, they've got to turn it all by hand and, they, you know, it's got okay. to be bailed in, in a machine, but it's mechanical. It's not, you know, it's, it's powered by horses. Um, right. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard work, but that the... the uh, the satisfaction that people are getting is um, is amazing, um, and it, it's. I just wonder how much people have, have kind of lost track of uh, what's what's important because of technology, uh, and you know, and all of these all of these different things these days. It's it's it's. I mean, do you think that in terms of the the sector that we're in, the sort of health and well-being sector and and you know certainly ergonomics as well in a one hand it's really funny isn't it we try and solve the problems yeah with with new technology but actually it's a constant battle because actually the tech the technology breeds more technology breeds more problems we're all, well, we're almost playing catch up aren't we really because there's something new is released whether it's a piece of hardware or it's or there's a, there's a new problem that's diagnosed, you're then having to adapt and change and move with the times. Um, it's really interesting. I just noticed Andrew Shepard had, had, had sort of commented a few minutes ago, and obviously Andrew from from Flock, and, and I think it'd be really interesting at some point to ask Andrew to come on because, you know, he, I was with him last week in their showroom and he was talking about all the changes that, that happen. And, and, you know, you think about it of a chair, as it were, whilst it isn't my expert field of expertise, Think of all the changes that are constantly happening around chairs and all the developments that are happening. So as technology is changing, as people are 
being diagnosed with, with other issues, therefore the technology has to change. And that technology could be um, whether it's to do with a laptop, but it could be the technology in terms of the chair in which someone sits to perform their task. So yeah. I think constantly playing catch up, you know, what 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 problems that are being, uh, products that are coming out now are probably for, pro for issues that were unearthed a number of months ago. And it will always be that constant, constant catch up where it is the technology changes as the, as the physical issues change, therefore the, the solutions have to change with them. And actually seating is a really good example of that because actually the, the thing is that, you know, the seating technology is having to get better and better and better to deal with um, the, the additional issues that people are facing. But actually the root of the problem is we've forgotten how to, we've forgotten how to use our bodies. Yeah. You know, the, the, the fact of the matter is that everybody, but everybody, me included, sits too long. We're not, you know, I mean, that's that's what's fascinating about this program. Suddenly, you know, people that have had bad backs for years or whatever don't have bad backs anymore because they're not sat. You know, mm. um, there was there's one guy last night, you know, that typically at home he's spending, I, he, I won't go into his backstory. You can find out for yourself, but he was, he's been spending sort of six or seven hours at a time in a gaming chair. Wow. Right. Yo, it sounds, it sounds horrendous, but I'm bet, I bet there's thousands of people. Well, hundreds Easy. of thousands of people all over the world doing exactly the same thing. Right. Yeah. And then suddenly he's had to get out and, you know, work. <laughs> you know and and his health is improving you know so how much of the solution how much of the solution can be a chair or whatever or how much of a you know this is where it's really fundamental for businesses to start to going back to that switched on all of the time culture thing this is where it's really important that businesses actually start to go do you know what that's unhealthy yeah that is really, really unhealthy. I, I do not want you as in, as an employee of the company to be seen to be doing that all of the time. It's really important. I want you to go for a walk during the day. I want you to spend some time with your kids. I, you know, I want you to, to get active because, you know, otherwise you're, you're ultimately reducing the amount of time that you'll be able to work for me because you know you, you're at some point you know you might be 20 now but if mm. i invest 10 years in you and all you do is sit there for 10 years in 10 years time you're going to start having time off and then you know it's actually it's not paying me dividends is it and all i need you to do is you can't sit well if the chair is poorly designed. I agree, but I also think that you can sit better if you have good posture from having better muscle. And if you if you're not active and you're not producing any muscle or core muscle or whatever, then then you know you're going to slouch or whatever anyway. And I just I just think, however good the chair is, you need to move as well. It's. I think that's. I think that's. The, I think that's the same for all ergonomic devices. Ergonomic devices are great, yeah. And whilst you're in a more static position, they can help you be more dynamic in your movement. They can help you sit in better postures, but it doesn't compensate for getting out and moving. 
I think uh, I think every great ergonomics manufacturer should be shouting about, yeah, our product's good, but actually we don't want to sit you sitting there all day using it. You know, it should be about moving as well. There I think you that's, go. I think, yeah, absolutely. Boom, movement is there key. It is. In four words. I think we need to get Andrew on, Graham, because I think I think it's one we've sort of touched, uh, we've sort of gone around the edges, haven't we, on this show, and, and sort of got into it and then backed off. But I think it'd be really good to have a session in the next few weeks get andrew on and just really get into the whole seating and chair piece because it's you know andrew and i've discussed this numerous times you know there's, there's a combination of things that need to happen to get people working healthily and productively movement like you say absolutely good, chair, good accessories there's actually not one thing that actually addresses it you need to get three or four key factors or solutions working together to produce something like that yeah, good diet. That's another one, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, and Andrew will probably know that. How many times have you been to to see somebody in a call centre or something like that, and they've been scoffing four sausage rolls and and six ice buns? You know, I've I've seen it. I've seen it. Literally, you know, they have more stock than Greg's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on their on their desk, and they're just making their way through it. You know, and well. That's that's not gonna that's not gonna be healthy. People need to be caring about what's going in their in um, their employees' bodies. They need to be thinking about the the fitness. Now you're running. Let's finish on this today. You're you've running. Pull, you pulled your back a few weeks ago after two hours back to back Zoom calls. There you go. Even in an RH four hundred. Yeah, movement is definitely key. Absolutely right, Chris. Hear from Chris Batlow at the end there. Chris Batlow is great. Yeah, um, so yeah, just just to finish on. You've been running, haven't you? Are you still I, doing uh, the running? Yeah, I've started. Yeah, so I've gone back to doing the local park run, which is a five k run on a Saturday morning. So That's right. yeah, very, no, very good. Been enjoying it. Yeah, it's been good. It's a it's quite a tough tough track, um, and I'm getting to finish in the top half, which is always my aim. Um, cool. But uh, yeah, there's some people who run it very quickly, so I'm pretty much middle of the pack, shall we say, which is where I'm happy to be. That's that's really good. Well, we were trying to find something that both uh, my wife and I could do together as well, because there you go. That combines two things, uh, movement, but also spending time with your family. Important stuff. Um, so we have a new swimming pool in Chad. OK. Yeah. So. Uh, tomorrow night's the night. That's the fir fir first night we're, we're going to we're going for a night swim. Okay. There we go. So that's that's my our new commitment. We're going to try it out tomorrow. If that yeah. works out okay, we may get membership and we may go on a regular basis. Um, they've also got a gym there as well. So who knows? Might be, might be. You know, running, you, running indoors. A bit of iron there, Graham. Were you sort of just? Uh... Oh, that no, that's reaching up to the top of the vending machine. <laughs> You've you burnt the calories on. Now you can put you burnt them off. You can put them back on. Yeah, just get get the crisps. They're on the top there. Yeah. So yeah, um, swimming for probably try that because um, it's uh, you know it, it it doesn't impact too much. But I think that's the that's the point, isn't it? I think you everybody has got to try and find something during the day that actually just takes the takes the edge off. You know, and I might even go for a walk now. There you go. So until uh, next week. Um, Thursday. Goodbye, everyone. But let's just let's just talk about it next week because yes, 
Yeah, we've got, we've got two things up. on next week. So we've got yeah. Wives back on Thursday, and it will be known as the birthday episode. Someone's birthday on the show next Thursday. Okay, um, yeah. And then Wednesday, we I'll, I'll bring are... The cake. I'll bring the cake. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Wednesday, we have a Baccarel Cousin webinar. We're going to be talking about our new lighting product called Energy by Light. And, Graeme, you're going to be involved in that show as well, hosting. So uh, Wednesday, 1 o'clock. Uh, we'll get the link to register put in the comments um, for this. But that'd be really good if everyone can join us to find out about the new product. So, um, yeah, Wednesday and Thursday next week for us, Graeme. There you are. Busy, busy week next week. So until then, take care. See you then. And if you want to catch up on previous episodes, uh, wowergonomics.com. Make your way over there and you can listen to previous weeks. Until then, bye for now.